coming from Porch Confessional, your weekly legal podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 263, and welcome back to my front porch. Uh, thank you all for being so patient with me. Uh, the last few weeks have been kind of crazy for the Goki family. Uh, for me in particular, we've had a lot of really amazing things go on with Phoenix One, uh, the organization I run here in Phoenix to care for, unify, care for, connect, and unify the local church. So we've been doing a lot of that, that kind of work. And then we went away for a little family vacation. And then uh, la- this last weekend, I got the opportunity to go to Hume, uh, New England. So I've, I've been speaking at Hume for about 12 years, Hume Lake, up in uh, Northern California, or, or Central California, I don't know what they call it. but uh, And uh, so they, they actually had a camp that they launched, I don't know, maybe 2015, out in New England, Massachusetts. And so I got to speak out there for the very first time, and it was really, really awesome, really, really cold. <laughs> I forgot like what a wimp I am. You know, I sit out here on my front porch of my bougie fireplace in Phoenix, Arizona. And then you go to Massachusetts in February. It is so cold. Uh, it was beautiful though. They ha- it had just snowed and the whole time there was really an awesome time, but it, it was very, very cold. Um, and the snowstorm came in on Friday. So I was supposed to fly. I was supposed to fly Friday at like 1 a.m. in the morning. Um, but ended up my flight got canceled, so they had to reschedule all this stuff. So I ended up flying out on Friday at like 11:30, or sorry, Thursday at like 11:30, and I didn't get to New England till like 4:30 on Friday. So it was like a 15-hour ordeal, uh, going all over the place, multiple layovers, delays at every single place because it had had they had had a big storm. But, but ended up getting there. I mean, literally got off the plane, rolled into camp, had like an hour to kind of situate myself, and then right into speaking. So I slept like a baby that night. But it was such a cool weekend. I really had an awesome time, a really really good time, uh, spending time with the team out there, and then spending time with all the students, like. It was just a really, really good time. It reminds me like how grateful I am that I get the opportunity to not just use you know, the gift that God's given to me here on this podcast, but also to go to other places and go communicate. And it was kind of, it was really cool to go out there to, uh, to the East Coast and hang out there, get to know the people uh, out there in the camp. It was just uh, all around, just a really, really uh, good time. But I also know that I, I have not been like really faithful of doing three a week uh, for the last couple of weeks, so I really want to get better at that, and so I appreciate your patience for those of you who kind of do the weekly tune-in. I really do appreciate uh, your patience in that, and thanks for listening. always appreciate those of you who listen, those of you who continue to give and subscribe. You can even do little reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen. That's always super helpful. Give a review. Um, that is always helpful. Really, really appreciate that. Well, one of the things, I, I, and I had done this, the podcast, uh, the last podcast, 262, I had done this Jonah passage because I was kind of digging into Jonah and going through it. That's what I taught all weekend long, actually taught through the whole book, which was incredible. But the study I did on it was fantastic. So if you ever want to do like a, man, I want a smaller book. I want to do a study on it. I want to see what that's like. Um, this, the, the study on Jonah was fantastic. I learned a whole lot. Um, but this passage in particular was kind of a landing point at the very end. 
And it was really powerful for me as I was working through some stuff. But Jonah 4.2 says this, And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are great, you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from disaster. You know, I, I, um, I get the opportunity to meet with people, and, and and to be honest, I really would love to have more proactive coaching and counseling as opposed to reactive. But unfortunately, I end up getting a lot of reactive counseling, which means people have made horrible mistakes and they need to go talk to somebody about it. A part of my job is is kind of like in within biblical counseling, which is just, I'm not certified as a counselor, but as far as a shepherd, as a pastor, kind of giving people counsel biblically. And so um, it's so interesting. A lot of times people come to me who know me or know of, of me or I have met with them a few times and, and they'll have made some really, really tragic mistakes. And I'll, I'll, I'll say to them like, you know, why didn't you just come and meet with me? You know, we had met before, like I had shared truth with you and why didn't you meet with me? And they, they tend to say the same thing. They tend to say, cause I knew what you would say. I, I knew the advice you'd give and that's why I didn't want to come. And I'm always like, I'm always a little bit interested in that response. Like, so you knew the right thing, um, but you didn't go seek after it. Um, you knew what I was going to say, and, and, and yet you, you didn't go and get the help? Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? It, because there's something deeper going on. And here's the really, really interesting thing. As I started studying through Jonah, um, it really captivated me. And it captivated me because it's a very human story. Here's God's prophet. He's sent to, to share the gospel, the good news, with this town, Nineveh. And, and he's to share this message that they would come to know him, repent and turn. And, and uh, Jonah doesn't want to do it. it. He doesn't want to do it. And what this story ends up causing us to do is it really... It really confronts you with what you believe about God and his grace and his mercy, but also that that thing inside of us that we tend to not be aware of or deal with. You know, the background of this passage is super interesting. Like Nineveh is the capital city of Assyria. Assyria is like, the Assyrians are like Israel's worst enemy. They're persecuting. And so literally God's prophet, God caused his prophet to go to his enemy so that they can hear this good news about who he is and that they need to turn from their evil ways. And Jonah's like, I don't want to do it. I do not want to do that. So he runs in the opposite direction. He runs in the opposite direction of what God calls him to do. And what we find out in this passage is there's a very real reason why. And what ends up becoming the case for for Jonah, which by the way, we're all Jonah, just in case you're wondering, is that we find out we're mercy hypocrites, right? We we want mercy to work for us, uh, but not for our enemies, right? So we love to consume mercy. God, I want you to forgive me of my sins. God, I I I I know I made a mistake, or or I uh, you know you've maybe made some really painful life choices in your past, and and you repent, and you you know you're made right before God, and so you're so thankful, and you know His mercies are new every morning. His grace is sufficient for a multitude of sin. Like you know all that thing, all those things, and like we beg God for forgiveness of sins, and yet. 
here's what we find ourselves doing. We find ourselves kind of heaping curses on other people. He heaping curses on enemies or people we don't like or social media, right? We we end up doing that, and because so we become hypocritical in the way that 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 we we see and we live out mercy. I mean, if you just think about Jonah for a second, Jonah again is like the every man. He's like the human here in the story that's trying to help. Jonah's whole job, the whole book, is just to go look in the mirror, just look in the mirror. Confront yourself, see yourself. So Jonah, check this out, rebels from God, gets eaten by a fish, repents. He resurrects, right, as a result of that repentance, resurrects. The the fish vomits him on the the shore as a result of God's grace and his mercy. And then he just completely revolts against that same grace for his enemies, it's just like a heartbreaking four chapters as you go through this. And you start thinking like, what, what's going on with this guy? Right? And he gets to chapter four after, I mean, God has done a miraculous work. Like, listen to these words. He goes, I knew. I just knew. You can almost hear it. Like, you can hear the tone. Like, I just knew it. I knew that you were gracious and that you're merciful and that you're slow to anger and you're abounding and you're steadfast love and relenting from disaster, right? And Jonah says, this is why I ran in the opposite direction in the first place, because I knew that you were who you said you were and that you were going to do what you said you did. And this ends up becoming fairly confrontational for, for us because we have to start seeing ourselves in this story. We start having to deal with the fact that we are this person. And it's starting to lay this out for us. And if we can start getting honest with ourselves about really where we're at in this whole thing, it's it's a real it's a it's a real real thing. And the thing I love first and foremost about this particular about this whole chapter, or not just this chapter, this whole book, is it says a lot about God. In fact, in fact, it says a lot more about God than it does even Jonah or the Ninevites or the people, the sailors. It talks a lot about God. And who do we know God to be? God. God is so gracious. God is so merciful. God is so slow to anger. God is steadfast in love. And God deeply desires a relenting from disaster. God God doesn't want disaster. He wants to make, he made all things good. He wants to restore all of creation, right? This is a part of the redemptive work that Jesus has been that Jesus did, but that God's been doing since the very beginning of time, since Genesis 3, when sin entered our world. And so God is consistent in all these things, but what we end up saying is, well, I I want that for myself. I just don't want that for people I struggle with. I want that for me. Like, I like that. Keep bringing that love towards me. But as it relates to the people I don't, I don't like, no, 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 don't, don't bring that to him, right? And, and, and if we confront ourselves and we get real honest with ourselves, we start to come to find out that we don't think we're all that bad. We look at Jonah and we're like, that dude's bad. Like he, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's God's prophet. Are you kidding me? And he's acting like that. That's crazy. And, and we don't really deal with ourselves. We don't really think we're that sinful. We really don't get, we, don't, we go, no, I'm not that bad. I'm not like Jonah. I mean, he's pretty gnarly, but, but I, I'm, you know, I'm not like, I'm not like Jonah. Like that's, that's crazy what he did. 
And we've got to sit back and we've got to deal with ourselves, right? And if, if you're an observer, like if you're somebody who just kind of look back and you're like, well, 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 help me understand that. Like, help me understand. That. Just look at the last couple of years. Really look about the last couple of years. It's revealed a lot. I think it's revealed a lot about those who profess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Left against right. Mask, no mask. Vax, no vax. Social and racial unrest. The storming of the capital. And now here's the other thing. And now, we have, now we've got Russia. And we've got this war that's happening with Russia and Ukraine. It just keeps coming and coming. And what are Christians doing? They're just taking sides on everything. And just the, our hearts are being put on display for the world. But here's what this passage does for us, even in the midst of what we're dealing with right now, with, with the people of Ukraine, with, with Putin. It, it goes like this. What if God called you to meet with Putin and let him know that God loves him and will forgive him if he repents? Right? Just think about that for a moment. I want to say, oh yeah, I want to do that. But to be honest, I want that guy to go down. The injustice of what's happening to the Ukrainians is unbelievable. It's unreal. Why? So much pain, so much hurt, so much death. Why? And wait, God loves that guy? God wants to, his gospel truth wants to invade that man's soul? What do we want to do? We want to bomb that dude. We want to take him down. And this is what's being confronted. Okay, say you were like, no, 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 I'd be the guy. I would love to go talk to Putin. I would love to share that good news. Okay, well then let's do this. Think about the person that's hurt you most in this life. And think about God lavishly blessing them. Just lavish. What does that do in your heart and soul? And if we're honest, if we get real, we get Jonah. We get why it's so hard. And this is the point of the book. We have to confront ourselves. We have to confront that person inside of that. And we have to be honest about them. We have to go, yeah, that's in me. That's real. And the story of Jonah is so sad because it really ends with no resolve. Here's what the resolve is. God saved the wicked. And God's prophet is angry at God for doing that. And we're like, well, we have to confront ourselves with that. Who is God? Who am I? But the resolve actually comes in the person of Jesus. In this moment on the cross, when the criminal looks to him and says, I want to be in heaven with you. And we go, no, 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 that's wrong. And what does Jesus do? No. I'll see you in heaven. This criminal can do nothing to prove it. He can do nothing to get off the cross and go make it right. He can't. He just receives grace and mercy. And here's what we get to do. We are that criminal on the cross. We have to see ourselves there. And when we do, we start to create the resolve that Jonah, the tension that uh, Jonah gives to us, Jesus creates the resolve in us receiving that grace and mercy and then extending it to other people because God forgives the evilest people because he is holy and he is merciful, and he is kind, and he is steadfast in love, and all the beautiful things that Jonah was acknowledging about God, he is all of those things. But we can't just receive those things, we have to be able to reciprocate those things to the world. So the question is pretty straightforward and, and on it pretty honest, which is, who is the person that you despise the most? Really, really think about that. Really put yourself in, in, in the shoes of Jonah. 
And here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Father God, expose our hearts. Break us. God, we do not want to be like Jonah. We want to to lean into your grace and your mercy, and we also want to extend it to those who have hurt us and come up against us. Um, We are no longer enemies of God. We are now sons and daughters, friends of you, God, because of what your son Jesus did. We want to extend that out. We want to extend that to Putin. We want to extend that to those who create in war and pain and hurt in this world, that they would come to know you. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your heart.